Comedy's best kept secret to a podcast. I'm here with Mo Jack. Hey. Um, I didn't. I, I should have figured out your pronunciation of your last name before we started this. Lahoko. Lahoko. Yeah. Mo Jack Lahoko. Thank right. you for uh, for doing this. We're Thank in Joburg. Yeah, we're in the the neighborhood of Kilani. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. What's what what happens in this neighborhood that doesn't happen in say Melrose Arch? Uh, power outages. No, uh, <laughs> it's it's just a quiet neighborhood. Really cool old buildings though. Yeah. They can get a little bit weird. Like they still have like service entrances from back in the old okay. day. Yeah. yeah. So that is a bit strange. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get there's, rid of that. There's that in New York. I mean, there's a lot of that in New York too. There'll be like little, um, I don't know, the um, dumb waiters and things like this in places that. Oh really? Yeah. So that people could send yeah and like, oh, go shit. through angles and things that people didn't get seen. That's weird, right? Rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So yeah, how long have you been doing comedy? This will be my eighth year of doing stand up. Uh, started in '09, but you don't really count those first few months because it's like random open mics. Right. So I did like one. We, yeah. Well, a month. The, the further our career gets, the less we want to count those first. Yeah, they don't because they're really shit. Also, it's <laughs> we like, need them in the beginning. We're like, oh, three years, <laughs> three years. But then after that, we're like, no, 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 we don't count those. Yeah, months. none of the material makes sense. <laughs> it's just like really shit. Uh, you hope yeah. that, and it's the one phase where like all your friends support you. Yeah. And then eventually they're like, this is actually bullshit. Yes. Oh, yeah. it's fun. oh, that is funny. I, yeah. I, yeah. I haven't, I haven't had this perspective a while because that was when i first got to new york yeah i was getting all these people to come out and i was shit and yeah. so people would come out and then everybody else in the show was better because they yeah. were comedians of course and it was this was my second show and my third show and my fourth show yeah and then eventually they stopped coming yes yeah so now they have no idea still yeah they like that those first few months you're getting the biggest laughs in the room but you brought the audience right, right. so then they're like wow this is great and then when you bounce the audience bounces right and you've actually kind of ruined the show if you're on early in the evening. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was run I'd run the whole show. So, oh, so they come for the thing yes. and then see everybody else that yes. was like prolific. That was actually good. Right. Well, yeah. I, so if I thought about <laughs> it, I actually should have put on guys that were not great. No, that would have been worse. You would have ruined the comedy experience. <laughs> People were like, "Yo, this thing is so shit. We never want to see it any again. comedy." Yeah, yeah don't yeah. bother. That's funny. Uh, well, you're very funny. Thank um you, man. the the yeah, last night and the night before, uh, I was very impressed. It was fine. Um yeah, and so this is my second time. So I've, it's my second run at uh, South Africa. So I sort of I know the beats of how the the thing goes. Yes, but it's still that room, that Goliath room, is still sort of like this weird organism. Um, it's it's tricky. I mean, I was there from its inception. It hasn't been around for particularly long, but because I was there when it started, yeah, it has more of a homely feel to it. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. same way that so does Kitchener's. And for the most part, Parker's and the box even. There's certain rooms that feel like I'm playing in my backyard. Yeah, you. I mean, you basically you you just relax and then sort of. Um, it seems like if you if you feel like it, you just go to the crowd. Sure. And just take it from there. Yeah, I mean, I I, I host a lot, MC a lot, which requires a lot of talking to audiences. But what I find is when I'm doing a set, I almost have to get rid of that because yeah. it breaks the momentum of right. the set. But sometimes I don't care. I'm like, whatever. Let's yeah. do the show. Well, at a comedy club, that, that sort of is the vibe. It's like the people want it to be about them. So it's like it becomes the thing. Yeah. My, my only hesitation here is that I don't, I don't know that I have enough information if I ask somebody a question. Yes. If they say something back to me that I have no reference point on, I'm kind yeah, of I'm that, lost. That happened to me in the States. I'd be like, where are you from? They'd be like, Utah. And I'm like, well, good check. <laughs> <laughs> the Utah Jazz. That's all I, don't I know. I know anything about Utah. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. And we're done after that. <laughs> we're done. That's funny. Yeah, I do find, I do find that South Africans are very, uh, very up on the NBA. To a certain extent. I think uh, this is one of the biggest growing sports, I guess, in Africa. Um, I think we just don't have the infrastructure to create 
as many superstars. Yeah. So that's what we don't have. That's why soccer is so popular, particularly in poorer countries, is that it just requires you and a ball. You yeah. can play with as many people, as few as you want. You can kind of adjust the rules. You can have one post as a thing, like one ball you play in the township. Basically, you have to hit the uh, a brick with a ball. Okay. So it requires a little bit more accuracy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's very different. Um, but yeah, l- some people are really in tune with the NBA. Yeah, the w- uh, so I had, I had Luis Ogola on last time. And oh, he's a huge NBA yeah, guy. Yeah, and the whole thing almost became. He yeah. Like, he like almost hijacked. I was like, because I didn't have enough information anymore. Oh, yeah, he used to shoot hoops <laughs> back in the day. He still shoots like there's well, a, a zoo lake not far from here. Yeah. There's like a nice court that like they just sprayed up with some really dope graffiti and there's yeah. a mural on. Uh, and people congregate. Like every Sunday, if you went today, you'd find people jamming over there. Well, he's also, what, he's like eight foot four. Well, he's a seven something, maybe <laughs> still. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all relative. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. Um, it is tough. It is tough when you're that height to like just exist. Yeah. Especially in the U.S., like I had a buddy who's six eleven, and he never he doesn't play basketball. Sure. And so <laughs> when he walks into rooms, people are like, "Oh, they yeah. look at him like he has to be famous." Yeah, people to get be r- that tall. You have to be famous. <laughs> you can't just be. You gotta have something, right? So, yeah. like, so then they'll ask him. They're like, "Hey, do you play basketball?" And then he says, "No." And then you watch their hearts break because <laughs> like everybody thinks every guy my height and your height thinks that if we were that height, what we'd we do amazing shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like we're squand like like he's squandering our dream. Yeah, that's how people look at him because it's like the Lord gave you extra, and this is how you choose <laughs> to use it. Right. Like you lazy bastard, an accountant. Yeah, so I find like I mean I'm cool with Lloyd. We we hang out a bit. But when people get weird around him, like yeah. they'll just walk up to him and be like, wow, you're tall. And then not advance the conversation right. and kind of just hover <laughs> around. And I, and he's cool. And I've also kind of learned it from him that when people do that, just like let them like sit in that awkwardness <laughs> that they've created. <laughs> let them let yeah. them accept it. Yeah, don't give yeah. them an escape of like, what's your name? No, just <laughs> let that shit linger for a while. Let them be in that moment. That's funny. Well, he's uh, he's one of the the sort of the guys that's sort of rising to the top of, on, on a, a notoriety level sure. in this country, right? So it's like, so are people still just walking up to him, telling him, saying, telling him that he's tall and well, not recognizing? No, they, they very much know he's stand-up. Loy also okay. had a TV show that I was fortunate to work on and a lot of comedians you've met. It was called A Late Night News with oh, Loy Sokola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was kind of the, um, I guess you could say, a version of The Daily Show. Yeah. Yeah, we, it would go on once a week, uh, played on ETV. Very big. We got an international Emmy nomination. I think we lost oh, out wow. to Moonboy that year. Um, but yeah, it was a really big show. He also got a lot of flack for it, but that's just because people like people in like the social media era just hate for the sake of hating. Yeah, you know what I mean. I had this yesterday or two days ago. I posted. Uh, I it was like it was a two a.m. Yeah. throwaway tweet. Sure, it was something to the effect of like uh, the same people that. Um, are yelling at pharmaceutical companies are offering you like herbal remedies. Yeah. So I was thinking like ginkgo biloba. Sure, sure. Like which is like the huge <laughs> new like power <laughs> herb. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then someone went on my wall and then posted for four days about PTSD and marijuana. Oh wow. And okay. I had and I had to keep reminding her that I'm not talk I'm not I'm not saying that people with PTSD that are in the military shouldn't, shouldn't yeah. smoke marijuana. Yeah. That's never my message. So it's a mess. And Lloyd's got like a million followers. Yeah. So like yeah, they they in his grill for no reason. But I think by far one of the funniest acts in the country, one of its greatest exports uh, of this generation from yeah. a stand-up comedy sure. perspective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I haven't gotten to see him uh, live yet because it, se- it seems like he's, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he is. He's sort of on that level that he's playing um, some of the bigger stuff, and I guess he's well, he's based in England. Yeah, he's in the UK. He'll do, like, the Australias, uh, the Montreals, New York. So he's, yeah, he's probably, he's touring. He's on the road, yeah. basically, for most of the year. Yeah. yeah. I got to try, so I got to try to connect and, and see his, but... Um, 
Aside that, your show. Yes. Very good. Thank you, man. And so that okay, so I, I heard about this kitchen. I came here in January. Yes. Uh, and the kitchen's room wasn't open, so I heard all the things. Yeah. And, um, it really is. It really does um live up to all the the like myths and things. Oh wow, really? Yeah. What did people tell you before well, you played it? They, 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 you know, everybody was like bummed out that that the room wasn't open. Because oh, I was in January, so okay, there was no, I see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I died a horrible death there. Um, <laughs> so it's a weird it, room. Like, we've been doing it for maybe five, six years. Yeah. When we started, like, even what you saw is crazy from its origins. It's a small... Um, That's the first bar I, I went to in South Africa, actually. Kitcheners. Yeah, yeah by, by old, random chance. I think it might be the oldest bar in uh, Johannesburg. Lord Kitchener, of course, was an evil bastard. Oh, I, I don't know the story. Oh, Lord Kitchener was like a British military dude who had concentration camps oh used to put like uh, afrikaans women and children and then he used to burn the crops of like uh i guess black people and shit he used so the, what? the scorched earth method so the so basically it's the bar is called hitler like it's like the same <laughs> why is it called kitchen <laughs> well, not, not in the same <laughs> way but uh yeah we go there so that he rolls in his grave like all these black people having <laughs> oh, a great I see. time i see okay i like that idea he's like fuck you look look what you try to do and now we're having a great time. we're listening to <laughs> trap music did you think yes. this would happen okay, that, that's that's the place especially where i saw so i i hung out there with a with a group of americans the first time and then yeah. the next time i went back i went back with all the comedians sure and there's this thing that south africans do that that i that i don't see as much in the u.s where they'll be completely emotionless yeah and then their song will come on oh and then yeah and then they'll awaken yeah, yeah. from some coma Come out and do like twelve dance moves, and sure. then sit back down and go right back into a coma. Oh, most definitely. It doesn't make like like in in the U.S. We'll we'll, we'll like we'll kind of just like we'll rock through the songs that we don't like. Oh no, we're not having it. Bail. Like if a DJ plays the wrong song, the dance floor will clear up. Yeah. Like oh, we'll like the people vote with their feet. <laughs> They're like we're not on board <laughs> with, with this bullshit. Feet. Like yeah. yo, we came here for that good shit. So like you can see it at some. I mean, some DJs are better at it than others, yeah. but you can definitely tell when they're playing the music that people want to hear when it's a filler or whatever, you know? So it's, it is interesting. You're right. Like That happens maybe at Kitchens more so than other spaces. Um, cause it's that like, one, and then there's a there's a dance club that's that's like legit two two doors down from there. That's Great Dane. Well. That's great the Dane. same. Yeah. Like we, so when we worked on LNN, we were in Bramfontein. That's the area where those places yeah. are. And uh, that's kind of where we would hang out. Great Dane is actually sometimes a cool daytime spot. Sure. Go there, you grab a drink. I don't know if you if you've seen the floor. It used to be these five cent coins. Yes, and you could see them like very clearly. Yeah. But over time, it's like really. So is the is it like the resin that's all? I think it's just like dirt up? and shit yeah, that's yeah. grown, you know, over years. But it, it's a cool spot. Like yeah. Brahms is a cool, very like young people kind of place to yeah, be. Yeah, and well, and it's also that's an interesting area because it is. I it's, I don't know if CD is the right word, but it's a little sketchy at night. Yeah. So we were all so basically like it was like thirty or 40 Americans we just dumped out oh, yeah. at like 2 a.m. one of the nights. Sure. And then we were waiting on a, and then for some reason we were waiting on a cab thinking that all of us could go in one cab. Oh, that's funny. I don't know why. So it seemed like somebody knew what was going on. So yes. we all just dumped, and then we're all just in the street for like 20 minutes. Oh, no. So then all the, I don't know, what do you call them, the car gods and car all the gods, other guys yeah. that, this, that, are, that are impersonating car gods yes. started, con started congregating around us, and it started to, it started to get it started to get sketched. Yeah, yeah, it can get a bit dodgy, but it's cool. It's the jungle. We call it the jungle. The jungle. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> yeah. That's what Brahm is. Yeah, well, it was, it, but it was, it, it's, it's interesting being overwhelmed with Americans because then, because then you realize just how, how clueless we are. It is also weird. Like, so what happens is, uh, for instance, with, with Kitcheners, there's these uh, backpackers in another area, but that kind of sells 
the Kitchener's experience as part of your stay in South Africa. Okay. So you'll get like 30 Swedes who just yeah. rock up, who are like just finished, who just graduated from high school. Yeah. Like hovering around. Yeah, it's like, just weird to put that many people who don't know an area in this spot. Yeah. It's just so quick to make you look like a moron. Like and I just, just didn't want to be associated with the people at that point. It's weird because sometimes like one of them breaks away, breaks away and finds like a cool group of like black kids. Yeah. And then you can see like her friends like freaking out like, is she safe? Is she safe? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like right. relaxed. We're just dancing yeah. to some of that uh, good music. You can relax. It's going to be funny. okay. Yeah. Who who do you think travels to South Africa the most? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like, what are the, like which tourists do you find? It depends. It's regional. Because Cape Town, I think for a while, had like a lot of German tourists. And then what about Joburg? Joburg is a kind of eclectic. You get people from all over France, the US, the UK, all parts of the continent. Uh, uh, of, of Africa, that is in particular, and Joburg is a migrant city, so everyone kind of comes here yeah. for work, you know. That's yeah, that's what I found. Yeah, when I was I I am I'm, I'm the guy I think cab drivers don't want to take because I'm like, Why? hey, oh, you want to talk from? and shit? Oh yeah, yeah, they hate that shit. <laughs> and then they just turn the they turn the radio on. I was talking the other night with you guys about the, how it's just snow, the informer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in there, and that's probably why I'm hearing the song three or four times because they're like, we don't want to hear it. The informer. Turn this up, mate. Yeah, the informer snow. Uh, yeah, snow says so many words in that song that it's enough to probably drown me out. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Yeah, it's probably not even like if you type that shit on Genius. Yeah, they're even like, come on, right, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. on your own. Is that a mug? Yeah, isn't this cool? I thought you'd like this. Yeah, this, yeah. This is uh, this is a mug, but it's also it also appears as if it's a, a Canon uh, lens. A yeah, because I was like, yeah. why Isn't is this cool? guy drinking out of a like, fucking really dope? What's wrong with this guy? A stabilized lens. Okay, no, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, was, I, I thought it'd be fun. I also, I like the idea that somebody like breaks like breaks into your car, makes all the effort to steal your coffee. And yeah, it's just like <laughs> that's it. Have this bad instant coffee. Yeah, the, uh, that's the other thing that we that uh, I think we need uh, that that, you, that that they do in South Africa. It just it just makes you understand that like the, the technology exists everywhere for things. Sure. That, like and that we're not using it. Yes. And not yes. that this is technology, but the same film that that we put on. Uh, um, what's it called? Um, the the front window on the car the yeah. the windshield yes you guys put on all your windows so that nobody can smash your windows and get oh yeah car. we do have a the, it's called, it's called like smash and grab glass yeah. the idea is that if somebody tries to um, break into your car it doesn't break it kind of has this like plastic yeah it holds layer on it yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what happens with a uh, windshield so that you don't get like a you know a piece of a rock through your yeah, chest yeah for sure yeah <laughs> so we yeah I mean that does happen. Um, there's you know there's an amount of crime in job I think with every place, but we we're just like cautious. We just I was just more impressed with the with the, with like the technology of oh like, yeah like, that, that that's definitely like what should be on all windows on all cars. Yeah, but that's like a you don't want to have to take that many precautions in life, right? Yeah, but it's just like at any time, you know, like you don't want your window to be. It's like you're in a moving vehicle. Yeah, like I had a, I had a big rock hit the, hit the windshield in a rental sure. car in Florida, and like if that wasn't on there, I would be dead. But so if it hit the side window. But what are the odds of that? That's some Final Destination <laughs> shit, right? Like somebody on the top of a hill kind of slipped. One rock fell. It hit a boulder, <laughs> okay. which it hit like a deer, and then that deer tripped like over the carcass of a bear, right. and then a tree that was not quite finished by a lumberjack started rolling down, and then you decided to pull over at the Grand Canyon, whatever, and oh, it lands on top of the car. Yeah, while that's I'm like in it. <laughs> like yeah. eleven random events that have to happen for th for that's you to true. die that way. That is that is how it felt when this thing hit my windshield. Yeah, okay. yeah, it is. It is a bit scary, I guess. 
So what do you have? Uh, what do you have for your year now? It's um, we're about halfway through. What yeah. Do you, um, so this has been a strange year for me. Um, at the end of December, the end of kind of uh, December 2017, my girlfriend and I went to New York for a month, which meant that okay. all, all these kind of inquiries that were coming in at the time I couldn't take. So that's why. So that's why I didn't meet you last trip. Yes. Yeah. yeah I was gone. I was so a wee. Yeah, spots. yeah. So I just we, took all your spots. That's cool. It's fine. <laughs> I was freezing my ass off during the the bomb cyclone. Yes, you got the real the yeah. real winter. It was garbage. I hated that shit. <laughs> I was like, you know, people think snow is cute. Like that shit. Is, <laughs> that shit is gross, man. No, it's not cute in New yeah. York because it's because it's covered in gravel and shit. Yeah, and it that, ruins all of your shoes. I almost felt like Pants. eight times with that black ice. Yeah, and like New Yorkers are so they just, they just laugh at you. They're just like, look at this idiot. Yeah, how did he know not know not to walk on? Right. That? No. Um, yeah. You basically you put on rubber shoes. Yeah. From like the end of November just through February. If you yeah, I, it was cool. I mean, I enjoyed it. I got to watch. Um, oh, I got, there was a cool thing. The day before I came back, Dave Chappelle had a thing called a music revival. Okay. On kind of like uh, where's Twenty Fifth or something? Okay. A pop up show. Um, and uh, Alicia Keys played, Stevie oh, Wonder. Shit. You were at uh, this thing? Yeah, Erica Jesus. Badu. Uh, I think Lupe did a set. Wow. Uh, Chappelle was there, his DJ. A couple of other acts. It was pretty dope. It was weird. Did Lupe, did Lupe do the Lupe thing and he just started preaching about... Nah, he didn't get deep. It was very <laughs> musical. Like he was in, he was in the music, but it was odd because like, so the price ticket was like one hundred and sixty dollars, which is you know, it's a lot. Yeah, but I was like, when am I gonna see Chappelle? Right. How small is the room? It wasn't too big, man. It was like maybe a couple of hundred people in oh, there. That's crazy. Yeah, man. you know. Because now he's doing the the um the Radio City thing. Yeah, which, which is six thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's massive. So many. Yeah, so this was kind of intimate. But the weird thing is that like. I didn't click that $160 a ticket means you kind of should maybe dress up. Oh. So uh, when I arrived, people were in like cocktail dresses and okay. like suits well, they, and like, blazers. Because they like understood the moment. Yes. And I had like like my orange Jordan ones. Yeah, yeah. Some those ones last night? Uh, yeah, yeah, those Hilarious. ones. And, um, and my uh, Brooklyn Nets sweater. Which is fine. You're totally fine. Not in that environment no, I wasn't because like everyone else was dressed up really well. Yeah. So I kind of felt like this like... This random kid who was going to start some shit yeah. like for, on World Star, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> right. So I felt uncomfortable for the first no, bit, no. and then you arrive, and of course they check your name. You put the phone in the pouch, and then you you put the pouch in your pocket or whatever. Yeah, and that was weird because so they lock it, but you still keep your phone. Yeah, you're still in possession of okay. your phone, but it's in a pouch that you can't access until yeah. they unlock. And for the first ten or so minutes, I was like scratching myself, like wanting to like capture something, yeah. you know. And eventually, I shook it. Was an open bar and it was cool. I did briefly meet Chappelle, but oh, sure. but that's not as cool as when Robbie and Madinga met Chappelle and Chris Rock. I think in the same week at the yeah. cellar, so yeah, they yeah. they trumped that. But it was great. It was like one of the best experiences I've ever had. I walked back in the rain, like from West Twenty Fifth to kind of like West Forty Eighth, just yeah. like smiling didn't, like a like a care, child. Nothing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, I didn't hear about this one. Yeah, it was a pop up show that just happened yeah. in and out. It's it is funny. It is how f funny how disconnected you get as soon as you leave the city. How so? It's just like because like I didn't hear like if I was in New York, I yeah, that show happened. But I was out here, so I had no idea that I didn't even know that happened. Sure, I didn't even sure. Hear about it afterwards, like, yeah. this is the first time I'm hearing about it. You're also like on a different time yeah. thing. You Everything. know, well, yeah. Well, then I didn't realize how much the cell phones are controlling what I'm seeing. So I can't. Even, I was telling you, I can't even get like normal. The news is not the same. News. Yeah. yeah. So even the news that I got about that I was trying to get about um, Terry Crews was filtered through Casper's opinion of it. Oh yeah. Which I thought was weird. Sure, sure. Casper being one of the one of the, the South main African rappers. rappers yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a big deal out yeah. here. He's big.
Yeah, it's it is interesting because and then I also one I was watching one of the other shows watching the WTF Toomey show. Yes, and then they brought they brought AKA on and they were just like ha- like it's like and they're asking him opinions on all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, why, how is that the like we don't I don't think we do that as much. I don't think like we care what Jamie Foxx's opinion of on certain on politics and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah like if he if he offers it, yes, we'll engage it. But it's not like like Jimmy Kimmel doesn't sit down like Will Smith and ask him yeah. about the president. What it's do you so think weird. of uh, right. of of POTUS? <laughs> it's not a vibe, right? Yeah, America is interesting, cool place, but some interesting politics. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, last time I was here, Zuma was still in power. Yes. Now we're sort of uh, at the next stage, but. I don't know. I haven't gotten a clear opinion on whether people think it's better or worse or the same. It's hard to tell. Um, so how many presidents have we had? We had Nelson Mandela was the first democratically elected president. Uh, we had Thabo Mbeki. Khalom uh, when Thabo Mbeki was recalled as the president for a brief bit. Jacob Zuma was the preceding president. And a lot of people, the popular opinion was that things had kind of gone south under yeah. his presidency. Also, was he actually properly voted in? Or he was, was. controversy. He was. There was. I mean, there was always controversy before he was elected. He had about seven hundred plus charges against him. Oh, so you know, it was already sketchy. Yeah. Like it started off kind of uh, sketchy. He was the president for a while, and then you know the kind of the landscape changed around him, and people wanted something different. So the new president is uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, who's like an old. He was like a involved with the trade unions back in the day. Yeah. kind of an organizer, um, more, more a businessman now was in the private sector, but he's the new president. And I think there is hope. It's just hard to tell. Like, it hasn't been particularly long. And you, and I think with any political party, you're kind of, um, you're getting what the last group was doing, right? right. You're inheriting right. whatever they were doing, their policies or whatever they'd implemented during that time. Right, you have to clean up the mess for a little bit. Yeah, so I think there is some kind of hope, but it's hard to tell. It required a little bit of time to really gauge what's happening and if there's been any real changes. But was, the, was there actually that like sense of relief that like uh, Zuma was giving up the, the position? I mean, it wasn't so much giving up. Like, it was still a fight towards the end. I won't call it a fight, but there were two like factions yeah that were competing within the ruling party which is the african national congress uh and so you know but the the, the ramaphosa camp was the one that won this one yeah um and i guess they have to support whoever's in power whoever made bad decisions prior to that maybe got like set aside you know like once we know who you voted for yeah we can kind of put you away and be right, like right, okay right. we're gonna put you in some embassy and like you know, Kazakhstan. Oh, interesting. I this is know. how I felt. Somebody somebody tagged me in a thing on Facebook, and it said, uh, sign the petition to impeach Trump. And I was like, I'm not writing my name <laughs> on, on a thing. Oh, and this name. guy who's going <laughs> after everyone who's against him. Yeah, I'm not yeah, making yeah. the list for him. You're on his shit list now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just making a list for the guy. He's like, oh, well, all these people, let's go ruin their lives. Yeah, like, don't make it easy on yourself to get <laughs> kicked out. You're like, uh, <laughs> this South African said, I would Trump, and there's someone who's <laughs> waiting for you at JFK. <laughs> right. Like... Nice. Right. Oh, you can't get back. Yeah, you, you're not allowed back ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just about laptops. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so how, yeah, it's it's. Um, I'm trying to come up with the the viewpoint. So it's hard enough to talk about Trump in the U.S. and then I come here. And initially, yes. I was trying to like leverage Trump versus Zuma. And yes. it sort of made sense to people. But now I'm having a harder time trying to explain what the Trump problem is to South African audiences because there's sort of like nothing that. Um, compares in a way. There's some parallels, but they're also very different. Like, so, y- Trump is, like, that's your Jacob. 
That's your Jacob yeah. Zuma, the rock and roll president who's kind of Teflon Don. <laughs> right. Can do whatever he wants. Right, you right, know, right. like uh, he's he's the head of whatever the cartel or network. Right. Well, what's happening now is, uh, and this has been the, the latest sort of uh, sentiment, is that uh, because everybody on uh, in the opposition is hitting him so hard, yes. then people that were like, sort of lukewarm about him are now coming and trying and like supporting him extra because sure. like, you can't talk that way about the president so then now he's actually gaining uh support and power just because every the like the the notion is that everybody's shitting on him yeah i mean that that is what happens is like but it's weird because that's how people feel but it's also divisive language but it's yeah. like yeah the dude's like he's fucking up yeah you know what i mean he's making horrible decisions you know the, the the whole separation of families thing is quite hectic. Yeah. I mean, I mean we don't know it like directly because we're so far away. But from the outside looking in, it's like, damn yeah. man, this is a brutal policies. No, this is well, and this has only really been since I've been uh, traveling here. Is, yeah, is this? And I, I guess I don't know how far. We'll be a couple of weeks out when this thing drops. Sure. So I don't know how it's going to shake out. But basically, right now, the whole deal is that uh, that that the policy is to remove a child from uh, a parent's possession. Yeah, as a deterrent. From ever coming to this country, but it's like it's too late. It's sure. like so. Like the idea is like, well, they already came, and now we're and now we're taking their children away. Yeah. And um, I don't know, man. There's like there's this weird idea. Like even uh, my my dad said to me the other day that there are million there were millions of people in California illegal immigrants that voted in the last election. Like this okay. is the thing that he believes. Well, I'm not sure about that. It's, it's, That's it that voter fraud shit. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because if that were true, then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have gotten the man that we've that we've gotten. Yeah. It's it's all a bit messy. It's weird. When I'm in America, I don't really talk about yeah. Trump. I feel like people don't want to hear that shit from like. We do and we don't, right? So like we put we put guys. Well, we have Trevor and we yeah. put and Samantha B. We've put and, and John, John Oliver. So we put people in this Jeffries, position. Jim Jeffries. To, to talk about uh, our policies yeah. as an outsider. So sure. It's like it's, it's like it's removed a little bit because when it's an American, we can go, oh well, you're unpatriotic and you're sure. uh, treason and all these other things. Yeah. But then from an outsider, we go, oh, like, they, they get perspective. Well, I mean, <laughs> sometimes it's like, yeah, man, you're from Africa. What do you know about, <laughs> right. like, presidents? Right. Get this shit and out I of here. And I think maybe that's, I think there's maybe a little bit of that is, like, it's not as harmful because it's like, well, he doesn't really know. Oh, I see. He's not really us. That's fascinating. I'm just trying to figure out, yeah, I'm trying to figure out why, why what the what the mechanism is that's putting these people in these positions, right? Because it's like. Yeah, yeah. I think we is. do we do see it from the outside looking. We don't have to pick any ties. Like, yeah. If if either side the the GOP or the Democrats are, are doing bullshit, we can call them out either yeah. way. And so, and for me, sometimes it's even like you know the Democrats also need to step their shit up. Yeah, it's like yeah. You, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and nobody no, wants to you. hear that. But yeah. it's like yo, the next campaign comes, you need to gather your forces, rally the troops, put on some eye of the tiger shit, <laughs> <laughs> and get people to you know however yeah. however it works in politics. Well, so then I guess uh, I guess the the question then on the on the backside is. I learned a lot, even being here, sure. from what Chappelle says about South Africa. I, I like, I gained a lot of knowledge and, sure. and sort of perspective on that. What did you guys think of Chappelle's sort of, I don't know, understanding and scope of uh, what? I mean, he, he the, his speech at the end of the thing was that was was about the Truth, Truth and Reconciliation Commission and how it, and how it worked. Yeah, and how it avoided uh, violence and all these things, and that and that uh, um, uh, Mandela and. Uh, um, uh, um, not Zuma. Um, the clerk. Um, no, who's the other guy? Which guy? Uh, 
Who was the guy who was working working with Mandela during the Truth and Reconciliation Commission? That might have been Desmond Tutu. You talking about yes, yeah, Tutu. Desmond yeah, yeah, yeah. Tutu, yeah. Um, and, and, these, and these guys, and, and the, what they understood about at least getting someone to take responsibility for something well, allowed the nation to heal. That's sort of his, his perspective on the whole thing. Yes and no. So the TRC, the idea was that people would come forward and talk about what crimes they had committed during that time, during the apartheid era. Yeah. The problem is that there were no repercussions. So a lot of people came, said their story. It's like, yo, I, you know, I did this crazy shit. I bombed this place or whatever. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, you got that shit off your chest. Let's keep it moving, which is not really like... Right. Well, okay, but so then so then this is this is like sort of my, my take on it is that because you're a member of the society, that seems hurtful to like to do that. And it, seem, and, and it seems like the sentiment in South Africa is that it didn't do anything. But then she, <laughs> like that it didn't do enough. Yeah, I mean, there's lots. Even the idea of a, a peaceful transition is weird because in the 90s, there was crazy violence in yeah. townships. Yeah. You know, so the peaceful transition is almost like in white areas and that nothing happened there. Okay. But, like, there was all kinds, like, townships. There were certain areas where people weren't willing to give up power. The security forces, which was part of the old apartheid government, was paying groups of people to incite violence. And, like, yeah. crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So the idea of, like, a peaceful transition... Is really weird. I think South Africa. I love this country. It's one of the greatest places in the world. But I do think we've got like an element of of like social PTSD sure. that none of us have really spoken about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from 1994, we would like all pushed in this direction of non-racialism, which is important, but we hadn't really dealt with like the atrocities of the past. Right. And so there's lots of people in the country who first like aren't who who almost don't feel any guilt about what happened or they're like let's move on because of like how flawed those processes are right right it's like oh that happened let's move on it's like yo man there was crazy shit happening <laughs> like you know if you watch docies now it's like school kids being shot at by police officers yeah. it's like what do you mean get over that shit right, right where were you when that was happening right it's like so it's not like a uh, honest and true perspective and i think that's what's going to take us a while in the countries to kind of to honestly discuss those things because some people feel like they're vic being victimized now when you talk about that shit sure the history it's like yeah it's like your people did this shit and then they're like whoa, whoa that's hang not, on whoa, yo what right, the hold fuck? on whoa, yeah i'm just cycling my yeah, bike on a sunday <laughs> you know what i mean so like yeah it's left a lot of holes a lot of un kind of yeah i mean like, i felt that wounds. moment because it, there was i was here and it was like i was and i was hanging out with a group of students who were learning about uh, everything that happened in the classroom. Sure. And they were American students and they were coming back angry. Oh, yeah. And then I'm at the clubs and every, it seems like there's harmony and everybody's getting along and people are speaking multiple languages on stage sure. and they were performing for, for every different race and everything's going great. Yeah. And then the H&M shit happened. Oh, yeah. And people went nuts. So it's like it's like, it's like like a wound yes. and there's a Band-Aid on yeah. it. But d like if you bump into it, then you, it just starts bleeding everywhere for you. again. Yeah. So, that was weird when that happened because I was away. Yeah, right. And I was here. Yeah. And it was right when the Chappelle shit came out. Yes. So I was like, uh, it was because I was... Um, I'd asked Trevor to come sit in at the Daily Show brainstorms just to check it out. And that was around the time that happened. So they were like, hey, let's look at this footage. And I'm like, okay, let's see what this is. Yeah. And it's uh, one of the, some members from the a local political party, the EFF, had basically gone into an H&M and like just kicking shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like sitting there in this room like, ah, oh, South Africa, you're, <laughs> you're embarrassing me, killing the people. But yeah. I was like, I get it. The people well, are very they didn't upset. steal anything. They didn't hurt anybody. No, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they damaged the property. They just 
punched mannequins in the face. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to be violent, let it <laughs> right. be on like a... <laughs> right. Yeah, there was that video of the guy coming in and drop kicking the mannequin, <laughs> yes, right? Like, <laughs> he can't fight back, bro. <laughs> Get him. So, you know, to to an extent, it was uh, it was meaningful. But it was, sure. it was that, yeah, it was that moment of like, oh, this is... This is so like palpable. Yeah, uh, and any moment can just sort of spin this thing out of control. But I think that that speaks to you know again where Chappelle is an outsider. He can yes. sort of can gain perspective on this idea that like it could have been so much worse. So that what are you calling it? TRC? You're saying? Yeah, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And he, you know, so his 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 notion. But again, it's like a, you know, it's tough because then I go, well, does do South Africans feel like he even has a position to speak on this? I mean, it's everyone can generate their opinion on something. There's nothing wrong, but it's like, but what what is the actual situation? Yeah, it's not wrong that somebody pipes in, but it's. I think, for instance, like with like, like the U.S., I've been there a little bit, but I don't f- fully comprehend its politics. Yeah, even if I like wanted to make a statement on something on DACA or whatever, yeah. it's like uh, I don't fully get it. Yeah, all the ramifications of it because I'm not on the ground. Yeah, I don't know the people that were affected by it in that way. I'm not saying Chappelle doesn't know. I'm just saying it's it's a little bit harder when you're not from a place to completely right. understand what's what's going on. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but it's worth giving a go if you want to generate an opinion. So uh, that show, man. So that that show you said, Erica. Chappelle, Chappelle, Lupe, Lupe, Stevie Wonder, Stevie Alicia Wonder. Keys. I'm trying to think who else was on. That might have been it. If he's, he, if he's invented this thing, I mean, and this this is what Block Party was um, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But he's invented this thing where 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 music and comedy and sort of even like political discussion becomes all one harmonious thing, which is beautiful. And nobody else is really doing that. I uh, think it's really right dope. Now. I think even the, the locking the phone thing is really cool yeah. because it, I felt it changed the the night. Yeah. Like, we were just, like, looking at the the performers. Like, yeah. You know, five meters away. Not even that far. It was, like, right, a couple right, right. of meters well, away. So that's, that's what I learned sort of by uh, going to John Legend show is that, is that I, I, I saw him with probably 2,500 people. Sure. And I was, like, row seven. And yeah. he, he was... Like, like everyone around me was just weeping. Like it was just, oh shit, that's crazy. Like he's just so powerful. Yeah. Uh, and his voice is so powerful. And then like, you know, then I go to see a concert like at Madison Square Garden. And oh like, yeah. You couldn't be more removed. Sure. You may as well go home and watch it on TV. Like it's like, you're not. It is on a screen. You're, you're far away. Yeah, you're not there. You're not, you're not feeling it at all. So it's like, you know, it makes me realize. And that's, that's what I thought was so dope about is the last special was that he, it was probably what 80 people in that room. Oh yeah. And it's like, and, and, and it felt like he was able to like tell this audience secrets. Sure. And and it's like he was he was allowed to not be funny for thirty or forty seconds while he's explaining a concept. I feel you. Whereas you got you know you got a thousand people in the room, you just got to bang 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 bang. Yeah, bang, yeah. Bang. it definitely does change the way you perform and do stand up. Intimate. Some shows work in intimate spaces. Some shows work in arenas. Yeah, it's like almost what the act is. Because remember, not every act is an arena act. Sure. And the same way, not a lot of acts can be. 40 seater acts right they live in the grandioseness right. of what they do you right. know sometimes it's like i'm trying to think of like a, a rock and roll group playing a 40 seater where we just be yeah. like this is so <laughs> fucking yeah this is so out. inappropriate you know? like, don't stop like, why are yeah you yeah yo bro this it's like you could just whisper it to us we'd hear it this is a yeah, that's funny you know what i mean like you yeah. can't take that big well, ass that's what i love about comedy is 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 that like even a 12 seater can become one of the best shows you've ever had. Oh, without a doubt, it can't. Yeah, it depends on the room. Every every 
what was the quote I heard? Every uh, room is a collection of people who are together for the first time. Yeah. So every audience you you res you re resetting rather they yeah. they are their own animal. You'll find out as you go on along the ni night what their politics are, and that's also the tricky thing about it. It's like you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah, you have to get well, and that and then that yeah that becomes the the the, the thing is so like the more I play the middle of the country, yeah. I think the more I'm sort of like honing in on something that is that is you know universal to a group of people that that understand marriage and relationships sure. and like that's like that's that's the lens that their whole life is brought through and then sure. i come back to new york and nobody wants that nobody wants marriage nobody believes really in in monogamy like sure. they do in the middle of the country and even the people in the middle of the country who are in monogamy they also really don't believe in monogamy. sure but now you're back to this theoretical thing and it's like uh so it's like the the greater you know the audience you you, you start to to come across then then you start to, I don't know, uh, vanilla out a little bit. I wouldn't say vanilla. I think also like for what, what I try to do is play all different kinds of audiences. Yeah. But then also have material for all kinds of different audiences. Yeah. So I, there's bits I would do at the Goliath Club that maybe I wouldn't do in Cape Town just because their point of reference is different. Yeah, it's just been and it's nice have knowing that like you have this one yes. that one that as soon as this group's in the room, sure. you're just gonna level this Yeah, without a this doubt chunk of people. It's like regional, it's even, you know, as you go further uh, up the up the continent or if you go to the States or London or wherever. So for me I, my vibe is always not try to make all the material universal. Yeah. Just to write a bunch of bits that you can do in different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have a collection, an archive of material that you pull out when you in when you when you arrive in Atlanta or wherever the place is yeah. that you're going. Have you played Atlanta? No, I haven't. <laughs> I just thought that would be a great place to <laughs> great T V show. Shout out Yeah. Glover. Yeah, Atlanta is a very good place. I just played Atlanta. Uh a couple months, uh, a month ago, actually, it was great. Mm. I've been I, in the airport, actually. Okay, connect flight. There you go, from JFK, Atlanta, <laughs> and then to Oratumbo. That's it. Um, so what? Okay, so I'm going to Cape Town on Tuesday. What is the? What's the vibe? What's the difference? Cape Town. Cape Town is uh, the pace is a little bit slow. Very beautiful city. Very scenic. Um, the circuit it's is slower. Like it's like a like because because it's like a surfer culture. Like what's the? I wouldn't call it surfer culture. I just think a lot of coastal towns are not as fast paced as kind of. Because it's all like, oh look at the sunset. Yeah, like yo, bro, peep this mountain, fam. Yeah, are you trying, <laughs> right. Are you that's, trying to, that, that's what I think in my head. Is like yeah, yeah like a, a surfer culture. Yeah, yeah. You trying to hike? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got shit to do, bro. Yeah. Uh, and the circuit's a little bit different. Uh, there's the there's the comedy club there, and then there's other kind of restaurant gigs. Cool circuit. I like the accent Cape Town. My dad stays there. I haven't been in a while because there was a, a water crisis. For yeah, a bit. it's still going. They're telling me 30-second showers. Really? It's yeah. still on? Yeah, one-minute shower maybe. Oh, okay. Because I thought I could. I, that's why I haven't gone back. I was like, I don't want to add to your woes. Like, yeah. tourist duties. Because I won't. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, there was some. It's like, yeah, you, once you get in the little the, the, the little circle of, like, what the, the, um, the local problems are. So, yeah, there was, like, a tweet the other day I saw that was, like, uh, uh, I don't feel guilty. Like it rained for uh, for uh -huh. six hours, and I took a four minute shower, or something like this. Yeah, that, that, which is a crazy idea to take a four minute shower. Yeah. Like the water's still getting warm at that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I need to go back. It's cool. Um, also, got its own like its politics are very different. Yeah. Um, but you'll see it when you get there. It's, uh, you've been before, right? No, never. No, oh, so really, I mean, never yeah, been yeah, to Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snap. No, cool place. Yeah, last time I was offered uh, a bunch of guest spots, and it just didn't seem like it was worth going that distance for guesties. And yeah. Then, and then I found some Mpopo shows that were paid, so I said I'm going to stick around. Yeah, very um, touristy spot. You'll like it. Lots of, um, 
Yeah, lots of cool places. I don't know. I'm a hiker, so I, I dig I dig the vibe. And then the pictures that I see of Cape Town don't make sense. Like they, How so? They look like someone drew them. Like, it's like, uh, how is this a real place? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. it is really beautiful, man. Like, um, but you know, the, the mountain also separates like another part of Cape Town. Yeah. Like the poorer parts. So it is like a... It's like a tale of two cities. Oh, that's great. Like, you know, you go to the City Bowl. It's very dope. Some yeah. cool spots. But then the other side is like townships that don't have the same resources. It's a, it is an interesting dynamic. It is know? weird. It is weird because, yeah, it's, it's sort of like infrastructure in this country was set up during a, a terrible regime. And yeah. It's like, so that that thing is still holding up. So like last night with the with the power problems and things like that, it's just yeah. like I it's weird because it's like you're like i just don't understand how this seems like a such a simple problem well yeah like you said the infrastructure wasn't designed to cater for such a huge amount of people it was for like 10 percent of the populace um at least the good infrastructure yeah because the town and regional planning and other places is not of the same right quality i mean and it's not bad infrastructure like for what it is like this high these highways aren't Terrible. No, the, ro- no, the roads yeah. are good. Yeah, yeah, the roads are good. I just think it's there's just so many more people using everything yeah. that has put a strain on it. So, you know, you'll see they're doing a new a new kind of um refurbishing this this major highway. It's called the M one, which connects the south and the north of Johannesburg. And like so much traffic passes through there. It's yeah. like such an important road. But I think it's gonna create like huge problems because they have to they have to like stop traffic to to rebuild it i think they're gonna have to like shut it down at least for a little bit or like one lane at a time and and that lane would be the one that just just adds like an hour of travel time yeah 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 um yeah so cape town but i mean joburg's also got that same problem of having like that disparity like one area is super rich and then across the highway it's like mad poverty you know like santon and alex sure are pretty like the richest square mile whatever people will claim and then next to it is like totally different situation yeah. yeah i never fin i never finished asking you about uh the your year you you, you were saying oh, the shit, base yeah. was in was in december you were in new york and then the, so what did you gain from that experience and then what what, it, what happens with the rest of the year so what did i gain from that experience again that going to new york in winter is a horrible <laughs> idea <laughs> don't ever do that shit um i got to play some some interesting gigs that were fun uh yeah what did you, you say you played the pair I played the Grizzly Pair. Played. I was I was in a place in Long Island City. I think the Creek and Cove. The Creek and the Cove. Yeah, 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 Creek and yeah, the, the Cave. Yeah. Friend, uh, there's a guy Justin Williams. He's been here a few times, yeah. and he put me on there. Uh, I played a show in Brooklyn that was a no swearing show. Oh, okay. But, but I forgot, so I cursed throughout the whole set. Yeah. And then the MC was like, "Whoa, give it up for that dude with 12 f bombs, <laughs> eight <laughs> f words." He's in the back tallying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he's> like, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." I totally forgot, bro. I forgot the only thing that they told me about the show. Yeah, that was <laughs> the not. one thing. But I think what I did realize is that, like... Uh, did the, the audience didn't react to it? Like, they were not, like... They weren't freaked out. They were, like... This oh, they were? F- yeah, they were just, like... Because there's shows where... Um, I think the rules are the audience is supposed to, like, go nuts if you, like, accidentally swear. Oh, really? Yeah, so like, ah! Oh, like, that's yeah, funny. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know. That way you cool. know you're aware of it. Yeah, I think what I realized is that... You know, we can write according to wherever we are in the world. So uh, the bits I wrote were like New York bits or about or kind of remixing stuff I had about traveling to other countries yeah, and doing it there. Um, like I said, I'm not I'm not really trying to write universal think, material. But you're not a you're not a particularly uh, vulgar comedian. You're not you're not you're not swearing that much, are you? I uh, To me, it feels like I am. 
I feel like I'm, I'm trying to stop it. Yeah. Because um, what sometimes happens, you you find yourself at a corporate function and it's yeah. like, you're like, what the fudge? Because that's how that line should go. <laughs> right, but right. everyone can feel that it's no, wrong. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting. Right? Um, so I, I sort of forced myself last year to take on um, a bunch of children's gigs on like Sunday. So oh, I wow. do a whole run. And then I was like really going through and combing the material. And I realized that like a good 25 minutes of my bits and almost even into the relationship and sex stuff, I can yeah. almost do without the swearing without swearing or without being explicit sort of it's yeah. like it's like you know it's like the it's fun to say the obvious thing especially yes. in in a relationship or a sex bit but it's sure. like also not saying it sometimes allows you know there's enough information that the person could pick up on it and yeah then, they'll and then get you've and you've done the work yes without actually saying something that that drives it into whatever blue or, or sure or whatever um it's tricky i mean i'm i'm trying to do it but it's hard because like some of the so some of the bits I've done for a while, so it's, it's it sometimes feels like I'm just going into muscle memory. Yeah. But that's why, like, for instance, the recent gig I did last night, um, I mean, people have no context, but anyway, I decided to slow down. Yeah. I think I'm I'm always at my best when I'm slow. Sure. And deliberate, and I do it at my own pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everyone can hear exactly what I'm talking. You have about. a you have a very uh, I was like I was saying before that uh, I was in this, hanging out in the smokers room, so I can almost I can almost match your voice in deepness. But you have a very <laughs> like melodic and sort of um, what's the word I want? Uh, I don't know. There's something there's something uh, about your that's hypnotizing about your voice. Oh. Uh So yeah, so slowing down and sort of like realizing how. Uh, deep and powerful your voice is sort of I think helps the the comedy in a lot of ways sure I get yeah I guess I just like to just be a little bit more in control don't rush to the bits yeah and it, actually I think it's just a control thing what I find so far uh, especially in the last two days that I thought was super interesting was that even when I'm missing reference points I still get the bit and sure. it's still very funny so you did the thing about the uh, what is it R what's the housing RDP houses, RDP yes, houses. yes. So you did, you know, you did this thing, and I don't know most of the words in the thing. It's like sure. you, said, you said, "I want to be an architect of RDP housing." And you go done, and then put the yeah, I just draw a square. Basically, and then what is it? put the Giza, put the Giza where you Wherever want. You, yeah. yeah, and uh, and and just the 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 rhythm and the flow of what you're doing. I know that that's sure a funny bit, even though I don't know what some of those words are. So sure. there's just something something that you're doing that's 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 pretty. Um, yeah, I think, level. I think that is one thing that we've all noticed is that because we consume things so differently, it's hard to have a reference that ties into like even something you see on Netflix. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I just was talking to a friend of mine now who's just started watching like the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt because <laughs> right. of his wife, yeah. right? Then it's like, imagine I do a bit about that. It's going to bomb so hard. Yeah. Because no one's got any point yeah. of reference. So the even the most popular TV show is like something I will dodge. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, or even what seems to be like the most popular news, Yeah, you have to tell in a way that you, you create all the context. Yeah, I have a Game of Thrones thing that doesn't really have anything to do with Game of Thrones, but yes. it's like... But it'll it at least like it like pings people's ears enough that they go oh well I'm sure. going to enjoy what this is about and then it's nothing to do with the actual plot it's nothing to do with the, the show, the show itself, itself yeah. yeah you don't have to know the details yeah. but I find even like just saying a word people will either go yeah we know that yeah. or kind of back down and right. go eh. yeah you go, have, yeah you, yeah there was a there was a news thing you were trying to get into last night and you asked this lady if she heard of it and for whatever reason she hadn't yes and then there were, it felt like there was this wall for a second yes there, the rumors were basically divided into yeah. who knew about this news well and then now and, and then you let the crowd decide like oh well i don't know about it so i'm just this isn't for me yeah that's as good. opposed to just 
go and, yeah. and take it down. So it's always like tricky with that kind of stuff. Um, like you'll you do the thing you'll be like, oh, do you, do you watch this? And then like somebody, and then you see two people explaining it to each other in the crowd, yes. and then you have to go, oh, no, I'm gonna explain. Yeah, it's don't fine. worry, I got I, this. I got this. Let, let me let me be in control. <laughs> yeah, so it's just learning to do that that kind of stuff. And New York just t- was teaching me to kind of extend myself as an act, put myself in uncomfortable spaces. Uh, so that month was done. We we kind of part holiday, part doing stand-up, yeah. part like hanging out at the Daily Show. I came back for kind of Feb. Then I also do some stuff at, at Viacom Africa for MTV Base. So when I got back, there was this press junket that they wanted to do for the movie Blockers. Okay. So, so it was like... Oh, the, the China... Okay, yep. I like the John yeah. Cena, Leslie yeah, yeah, Mann yeah. flick. So eventually after a bunch of admin they were like okay we're gonna go to la and i was like cool let me go a few days before so i rocked up i got to watch no like shit. a show at the hollywood improv a good friend of ours uh aisha alpha who's originally from canada is now in la so i hung out for her birthday eventually did this uh press junket which went fucking terribly yeah. like one of the interviews went really badly oh, no. um i don't think i don't think they gave us the footage even it was oh, that wow. bad yeah i don't think legal allowed that um then came back and basically the first three months where i should have been putting together what the year would have been right was this like nothingness people calling and me being away or going no we need you for this briefing so my first three months were like there was nothing really going on because yeah like that that, that's what happened with my year so i found out in november that i had the opportunity to come to south africa and i got on it and i got you know i tried to get all the spots i could get and i came out for january yeah and but then I didn't realize, like, I only really planned my year three months out, maybe two months out. Sure. So then I'm here all of January, and then I come back, and I got nothing in February for yes. the most part. Yeah. And then sort of I'm trying to piece together what's left of March. Sure. So I don't, I'm not even on my feet until, like, April, May. Yeah. And then by then I'm on my way back here. So it's like so that's this weird. Yes, yeah, so that's what happened with me. Yeah. Is like I Fortunately, there were gigs that popped up in and around. You know, some people wanted to shoot maybe a commercial here or do a show here. Uh, and I did my taxes, and I got like a, a, a nice little something from the tax man. So <laughs> nice. I was like, "This will keep me afloat. Yeah. This is gonna um, stop the sheriff from taking my shit." But yeah, so now I'm almost—I've got something planned for the later half of the year. And what I should actually be doing now is, is plotting like 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we should always be doing is working actually six months in advance. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to figure out how far out you can go. I was like, I was already looking at it. I was like, all right, I'm like started trying to look at see when I could, when, when I could start getting flights back here. Sure. And then I realized that that uh, if if you look now, you can you can only go to May. There's nothing after May on any of the oh, flights. Oh, I see. Yeah. So what is that? That's um, ten months, nine sure. months out. They, they've got a rotation of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Uh, I'm just whatever work comes in comes in, but it's cool. I'm not too stressed. I, I yeah. do stand up. I maybe don't get on as much as I used to. It seems like so. I mean, for the amount of rooms, I have the the benefit of of like, oh, he's from out of town. He did yes. it last time he was here. Let's sure. put him on all the things. Um, but yeah, it is. It it does seem like there's a hustle of because uh, there's you know there's there's a there's a lot of guys who are really good now. True. And there's a hustle of like uh, let's let's try to get all these spots. Yeah. So there's a there's limited sp- spaces to play. There's two proper comedy clubs in Joburg. Yeah. There's the box, which is like a it's a black box theater that has a comedy show on a Sunday. And then there's other pop-up shows all over the place, the Kitcheners or a Poppies or whatever. But it's, you know, limited spaces, lots of acts, particularly over the last couple of years. Yeah. It's really, like, exploded and mushroomed. 
I think like with Trevor's success and other acts doing great things, there's this whole generation, new yeah. group of acts that rocked up like maybe just after us. There's always something to having, well, but first of all, people making it makes people want to do this thing. And, yes. then, and then people being really good makes everybody else work harder to be to be good. Yeah. I, because the standard is now set. For sure. And so that's, uh, you know, it, it's it, so all the people that I saw in January, I was like, oh, this is like, these are all the guys this is great. And then everybody's a grand staff for this one. So I was like, I wasn't sure what the and the people that are filling the slots that I didn't know about yes. are equal, still capable and of great. Yeah. You know, on the same level. So it's like the, the, there's almost like an endless level of talent out here. That's uh, uh, that's super impressive. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting because everyone's we kind of all share spaces, even though we had different stages in our careers. Yeah. But you constantly watch someone and go, "Oh man, this this dude's working." Yeah, I gotta step it up, or yeah. like I gotta write more, or I just gotta I gotta push myself in in whatever way I'm going to do that. Um, it's not necessarily about writing more; it's just like finding your angle and doing yeah. your thing. So like I'm, t- or even or honestly, sometimes it's even just uh, just sort of like reconverting the uh, your presence on stage. Sure, because the jokes. I find that like jokes that I couldn't do five years ago. Yes, I'll come back to sometimes it'll just come up in like a riff on yeah. stage, and it'll be a one that I that it just was not working five For years sure. ago. But now that I'm five years further into this thing, and mm-hmm. I have the persona down, yeah. and the presence down, now the joke works. Yeah, you've re- you've like recalibrated. Yeah, you've you've figured out. You just, you actually you just know how to do comedy. <laughs> that's really what it is. That's yeah, yeah because yeah. Th- those jokes back then were in like the hands of the wrong person. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I always say to acts like your first year of comedy, you're trying to make a souffle and shit, but you've never really cooked. Yeah, yeah. Right? You've got all the ingredients, right? But you fucking them up like what's terribly. The, what's this first year funny thing? It's like it's like the you, you get to a thing that's fun and then you stop. Yeah. And then every every year after that, you sure. get to the thing that's funny, and then you go, well, "Where? How much further can I take this?" Sure, thing? yeah. And every year you can get it a little further, a little further, and then you also run into this problem about I'd say about halfway through the the journey of mm. trying to find your voice, you 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 know what's funny initially, yeah. You know where it can go to, sure. But then the, then the struggle is trying to figure out how to get the audience to get to here. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like you can get them here, but you can't get them all the way here. So then everything after you know the the midpoint, yeah. And when you really find your voice, it's being able to pick up the audience, yes. Carry them on your back, sure. Get them to here, yeah. And then go further. I uh, yeah. I mean that for me that's the interesting thing is I always like. I I always will take a complex, not a complex, but a, a, an idea that's not familiar, yeah. And then use like a really stupid thing. To contextualize yeah, it, yeah. I find that's always a way to just minimize it down as far as you can. Yeah, you know, when I go like I do this joke about you know I want passive income. Yeah, you know, I want a a business so, so bulletproof I can't screw it up. And right. then I talk about like a bottle store in in this really rundown area, yeah. like a liquor store in this, or what. So it's like it's the idea because people know what passive income is, but they don't until you kind of explain right, it in right, a particular right. way. So it's always taking something not familiar and just making a really colloquial reference or you know just something that's easy for them to get yeah. i think right yeah it happens it's fun well uh, this, is a, this is a fun episode I, i'm glad i got to interview you i'm glad i got to meet you on this trip thank um, you man what how do we follow you on the web and whatnot i am on uh it's mojak luhoko m-o-j-a-k-l-e-h-o-k-o on everything instagram facebook youtube twitter 
Yeah, it's the same on everything. All the stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um, this is the comedy's best kept secret show podcast. We're here in Joburg. Um, check out all of his stuff, man. Super funny dude. When are you coming back to the U.S.? I got to come when it's warm. Uh, maybe 2019. Heads up, 2019. Summer, summer. I know it's far away, but it's yeah. not. You should come, well, spring and fall is, is for New York. That's when you need to be. Okay, I'm going to be there. That's the that's because it's it's this weather. It's you can wear pants and not sweat. And it's oh. a, you've have you been in summer? It's it's terrible. Yeah, you it's two showers a day type. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah and then well, you're like in the muggy subway, and it's yeah, like, it's like you you shower, you get ready, you go outside, and you're like, why did I shower? Yeah, I need another shower. <laughs> like because people are like we, we've got AC. I was like, I've never needed that in yeah. my life. Oh, and so I was like, oh, I see. Horrifying. I see yeah. you, Williamsburg. So uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play. Um, we have some content today on YouTube if I live it properly. Follow us whenever you can. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Let's go through Secret Tour Podcast. Bye.